Hi, this is Jake, and you're listening to the Flight Training Podcast. When I was in third and fourth grade, I remember this series called Goosebumps. Uh, these little kid books were very popular, and all of them had kind of the same idea of something scary or weird would be happening. And the, you know, they're pretty small books, you know, about a hundred pages or something and I can remember uh, this one book that I had let's get invisible followed the kind of typical formula of these kids find this magical mirror where when you stare into it uh, it makes you invisible but if you stay invisible for too long then your reflected self gets to come out of the mirror and you get trapped in the mirror and your reflected self is like this evil version of yourself or something weird and uh, the main character gets sucked into the mirror and finally his friends are able to get him out uh, he's, he's safe which is great and then at the very end of the book uh, he's playing catch with his little brother who's named Lefty and he suddenly realizes Lefty is throwing with his right hand, like the mirror version of Lefty somehow got out, uh, and they've destroyed the mirror, so like there's no way to get his real brother back. And it's like, oh no, you know, like that's how the book ends, you know, and that's kind of how all of them would end, like this, like oh no, uh, and it's supposed to give you goosebumps, I guess, you know, kind of freak you out or scare you. And that was the point of those books. That was fine. They're cheesy little kids' books. But some of us, we go into worship not exactly the same mindset, but we go in kind of the same reason that people would read those books uh, back when I was a kid. They, you want some sort of emotional feeling. You want some sort of goosebumps. And it might not be the same, oh, no, sort of feeling that you're looking for, uh, but some sort of, oh, I'm going to worship. So I feel all this peace or I feel all this electricity, uh, you know, or like I feel, you know, the hair raise on my skin or something like that. And people sometimes will have this, hunger for that experience and so they they get this idea of oh I'm going to go to this great worship service to get this experience and then when that experience fades they think oh it's because it's not happening here I need to go somewhere else and they run from thing to thing to thing chasing this emotion Um, but that's really the wrong way obviously I think you guys all realize that it's the wrong way to approach worship uh, is what can I get out of it and Richard Foster has a quote about that he says the real question in worship is not what will meet my need the real question is what kind of worshiper does God call for and as judgmental as you might have been at the as I started to talk about like someone running 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 for goosebump type of worship if we're honest with ourselves, a lot of times we approach worship as something that's going to meet my needs. And I think Foster pushes us in a good direction to say, like, that's not what we should be asking. What we should be seeking after is, like, how can I be the type of worshiper that God is after? What kind of worshiper is he looking for? And obviously John four twenty four gives us that idea of worship, you know, God in spirit and in truth. Um... And so as you're as we're wrapping up worship, I'm going to talk a little bit further kind of on, a, on another theme a little bit about what does happen to us in worship. But right out of the gate in this last lesson, I wanted to really challenge you about when you are approaching worship in your life, is it about meeting your needs or is it about being faithful to God? So if we're faithful to God, we can, we can trust him to take care of us. Um, but we're not going to maybe always get those goosebumps and to realize that that's not what worship is about. So second thing, kind of second layer to this podcast, 
is um, another quote from Foster about worship. He says, just as worship begins in holy expectancy, it ends in holy obedience. If worship does not propel us into greater obedience, it has not been worship. And I like this one. It ties in something we were talking about in an earlier podcast about holy expectancy being important, showing up with this idea of I'm, I'm here expecting God. I'm here prepared. I've prepared my heart. I've been in prayer. I've done something to get ready for this moment. Um, that that is the best way to start worship. But the best way to for worship to end, which maybe we should worship every moment of our lives. I mean, maybe I guess you would say that. But but to have this idea of we're going to come to this place and and worship together. Yeah, there needs to be some expectancy as we get here. But it needs to end with us obeying in some way propelling us into greater obedience. We should be different people at the end of that experience. Uh, Foster goes on to talk about like encountering Jesus should change us. Like as any real encounter with God is life-changing. It, you can't stay the same. And there's lots of verses you could point to on that theme, but the one that stuck out to me today, I was 1 John 3, 2. He says, Dear, dear friends, now we are children of God and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. This idea that the reason we'll be like Jesus when we're in heaven is because we will fully see Jesus. To fully connect with him is to become Christ-like. Like the more you see him, the more you get in line with God. And so anytime we have a worship experience, anytime when our spirit touches God's spirit or when when we're opening up to God and God comes and touches us, like anytime that happens, anytime there's a real connection with God, we should be changed by that encounter. And the way you know is like you should be somehow obeying him more. And there's lots, obviously lots and lots of ways to obey Jesus. And all of us could always grow in our obedience uh, of Jesus. So there's always this idea of like we could worship and great worship is going to involve an encounter with God that changes us. So sometimes we're thinking, oh, this was so great because I had such huge goosebumps or I had such peace or I had this awesome vision or I had this amazing thing. But the real mark for was it great worship or not is did it lead to great, greater obedience? If it changed you, got you to start living your life differently than that. Yeah, that was spectacular worship. That was a real encounter with God. So that's something challenging to think through, particularly if you're in a spot where you're able to lead other people into worship. Because then you start thinking, oh, it's not so much. I mean, yeah, I need to to do my best and to be prepared. uh, And I need to think about the folks around and set things up well. And I need to do all these things to not be a distraction, to not hinder people. I need to do all these things, kind of plow the field to get it ready for God to grow. But when you're assessing, was that a great service or not that I led? It's about, did it lead other people to obey Jesus more than they were before? Did it, did it lead to an encounter with God that changed people? And for some of you might be like, oh yeah, but I'm not a worship leader, so I don't have to worry about that. Well, this week your challenge actually is to lead at least two other people in worship this week. And not individually, like get at least two other people 
and the three of you or more if you want more the three of you worship God together and apply whatever has really stuck out to you this month apply some of that to this leading time so again you may not lead with music or you might play some music for them or you might light a candle and and read some scripture there's lots of different ways to lead people into encounter with God but get people into a spot where they have a chance to see God where they have a chance to give adoration to God where perhaps when they see God they're going to feel a need to confess or something like that and there's a space for that find a way and two people that trust you enough and lead them into worship. And it, it may only take 10 minutes. You might take three hours. It's, it's up to you. I'm going to leave the time parameters to you. But the, the minimum requirement is lead at least two other people into worship. So take that responsibility on yourself. I'm the leader of this. And I, I'm responsible to give these other people the best opportunity I can for them to touch God, to, for them to worship God in spirit and in truth. So that's the challenge this week. It is a fairly big one. We've had some easy challenges here recently, uh, but this one is going to take something of you, okay? you gotta got to think ahead, invite a couple people, and, th- and prepare beforehand. How are you going to set it up? And hopefully it will result in you and those other people obeying God in a greater level than before because you've encountered him. So God bless you as you lead this week. <laughs>